welcome to the Burley Boys Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number one. I am your host and commissioner, Sam Knapp. I am delighted to uh, be doing this. Uh, it's an experiment. I don't know if anyone's actually going to listen to this. In years past, I've done weekly updates via text, and they usually are a book long. And I think some people read them, and they're, I tried to be funny or whatever. But now I'm going to try a podcast that no one might listen to, but and it's more work, but it could be fun. So I'm going to try it out. Uh, this first episode is probably going to be a little bit different than what the usual format of the show will be. Uh, this week, I'm going to talk about the new rules and updates that we have for um, for the season and then have a little introduction to the different team members uh, that we have this season. Since we moved up to 12, I have a lovely guest, uh, of course, Mr. Joey Richardson. And uh, yeah, so in the future, I think I'm going to try to get as many of you guys who want um, to come on as possible. Um, and we'll talk who do you think is, you know, at the top of the league, who's doing well, who's doing crappy, all that type of thing. Um, but for now, this is preseason, pre-draft. Let's get into it, and let's bring Joey on. Okay, I have Joey Richardson here with me as our first guest. Joey, thank you for joining us. Well, thank me you. Thank on you. this uh, experimental podcast. We'll see how it goes. Thank um, you for having me. It's uh, truly an honor to be the first one. Anything uh, you want to say to the boys? I love you all. Um, go Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest. And uh, I hope to win this year. But most likely I'm going to get ninth again for the third year in a row. But this year, <laughs> ninth is not the worst. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a little victory for me. That's true. Because we are uh, moving up to 12 teams, uh, which we will we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but where I where I want to start first is probably the biggest rule change and one that as we're going to get into, you're kind of on the fence, shall we say about I'm sitting right on the fence. It's right, right up where it shouldn't be. But I'm there. So so this this new rule change in question is obviously the roster change of moving to a super flex league. Um, so obviously, you know, for those who probably don't pay attention. Uh, we have a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex defense and kicker in the past uh, this year, because I spend too much time listening to podcasts and reading articles. Uh, I, I saw the, the push and the arguments of moving your league to a super flex league. And I bid it. And I think it's going to be great. Uh, so basically what that means is, we are adding a super flex of usually a flex is a wide receiver running back or tight end, but super flex, obviously you can add a, a QB. Now you might be thinking, well, why not just make it a two QB league? And the answer is because those suck. Uh, Cause on buys or if you're one of your quarterbacks gets injured, you, you then have to start another quarterback. Whereas at a super flex, you still have the option of, you know, starting another wide receiver, running back, tight end. I mean, hell, I, I don't know. Some people could 
could only start one QB if they wanted to for the whole season. I think it'd be ill-advised. It's probably still going to be mostly two quarterbacks, but um, before I let you plead your case, I'm just going to say why I think this, this was going to add a lot of cool strategy, change up how, especially the draft. I think this really affects the draft, but um, number one, the game that we play is called fantasy football. Yes. And when you're I making this up was fantasy baseball, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> well, we're going to get to that later. I got a good joke about that later. Um, oh, good Lord. But baseball is boring enough. How could you play fantasy baseball? I tried fantasy baseball once and it was terrible. Um, it's like it, you have to you have to do so much more work even than than this. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think. You know, with the fantasy football, who your quarterback's the most important position, right? It's the most important important position in maybe all of sports. And yet, the past few years that we've been drafting in other uh, one QB leagues, you're not drafting your quarterback until the fifth or sixth round. That's stupid. They're like, it's a fantasy team, so that's number one. But that's more cosmetic. That's not really the thing. What I think it really does, though, is because you're most likely going to get two quarterbacks. It's pushing the quarterback into the same level of wide receiver or running back in terms of importance, points scored, and all that type of thing. Um, I mean, it opens up a whole slew of strategies of, you know, do you take Josh Allen and a Kirk Cousins or a Josh Allen and take a chance on someone like a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, hoping that they have a year to jump? We all know Justin Fields will. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. But so that so that's why I think it could be fun. Um, tell tell us why you you're you're on the fence. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is the QB spread. Mostly, it's like having to do field two QBs naturally. Like there are going to be teams who are going to be QB deficient. There's really only like I don't know, maybe ten to twelve really good QBs who are competitive or consistent well and there's only 32 qbs total in the league like you know wide receivers there's number ones and twos and threes and there's a whole you know there's 50 or 60 wide receivers versus 32 sure yeah no i I, yeah so my worry initially and this has been calmed a little because i've done a lot of mock drafts probably uh 23 of them to uh be specific and uh, I just I worry that later rounds like team eight through ten and eleven, if you get that spot, God be with you because you're gonna have to choose between having a mediocre late top ten quarterback or a good running back. And then if you grab a good running back, you're not picking another QB until round two, which would, then it'll sneak back. But then if you decide to go all running back, which you should not do if we stay with the Superflex, which it sounds like we are, um, you're fucked because you're basically picking from, like, Trey Lance through Matt Ryan. Sorry, Chris, but Matt Ryan is not the dude I want winning me fantasy football. Um, so the it just forces your hand, in my opinion, in terms of drafting. you got to, like, go really QB heavy. Some of the best drafts, mock drafts I've done have been teams 
spot three through five and you literally just double QB, like get, you go like Tom Brady, Derek Carr, or you go Stafford Rogers and you just, you just force it. And then you deal with the running backs later. So, you know, I, I do agree with you saying that like switching to the super flex is, is pretty great because it puts less emphasis on the running backs. Cause as we all know, running backs are, in a standard league, the most important player. So you're kind of shifting that race. Um, and why I'm on the fence and not just saying, not just a straight naysayer is because once you get past those two or three rounds and you just kind of bite the bullet on getting a QB and ignoring your, your running backs and, you know, ignoring your Dalvin cooks and your Derek Henry's and all that other shit, you're, you can just bite the bullet and, get running backs later and it spreads everything out. Like, I don't know, Sam and I were talking about this, but like when you get into like round seven or eight, you're still looking at like, you know, Terry McLaurin and Michael Pittman and like, right. These guys aren't gone immediately. And you find these little diamonds in the rough kind of later. So it does make the, the drafting a lot more dynamic and kind of more interesting as opposed to, I think it's way more in depth. True. Yeah. And it is fun. And so, but what I would highly recommend as the, uh, the guest this week, highly recommend to do some mock drafts with this new format because it is so different than what you guys probably done before. It's different than all of our other seasons. It's super, um, you kind of got to get used to it. You got to like try it out a couple times. So I would highly recommend doing the mock drafts, fucking around with it, yeah, I mean, and, even against the bots, you're still yeah, you're just kind of seeing where people are going. Yeah, we, you and I have, I've probably already done like 25. I've done a lot. And and I might periodically still um, just randomly text the thread and be like, "I'm starting a mock" because I'll be bored at work, and I'll just be, like, "I'm starting a mock draft in 10 minutes. Be yeah, there, or don't, doesn't matter." So anyway, uh, th- those are my two main, my pros and cons. There, it is so QB heavy that you if you do not get a good one too and even like a decent three you're kind of fucked so and i and but starting a running back in your super flex spot is probably the worst thing you can do yeah you want to fill it with two qbs so it it is in a way a two qb league you just had the option um but those buys and injuries will happen and and the super flex allows you not to be tied to if you're only tied to qbs then it then it will suck because then you're starting a Marcus Mariota <laughs> and you're yeah, yeah. probably not, but, but uh, you might've gone RB heavy at the beginning or yeah. really wanted Cooper cup or some bullshit or, you know, but that might not be a bad thing though. I mean, I like, I don't want to talk super draft strategy, but like there's, in my opinion, five tier one S tier QBs. And if I'm behind that, I'm, I might take the Cooper cup or Jonathan Taylor yeah. and wait for a different, QB. But that's that's what I'm saying. You have to because you you have to pick those guys because if you go further down, if you reach for another QB who's past that point, well then those guys swing back. And yeah. the guys who double the double up on QB or picked a great round one QB are now picking up great round one wide receivers because you reach for a QB. So you have to get your guys later. So it's weird. And again, that's why I'm recommending please mock draft or else you will get fucked on draft day. Um, oh, we never gonna... talked about is this is this podcast family friendly? You just you just cursed. What who's 
<laughs> Are there children? Are, hey, fuck you if you're a child and listening to this. Go fuck yourself. Um, uh, uh, yeah. No. Okay. So what if I threw this at you though? It, think about it this way. There's, you just said there's 10 to 12, like really good QBs that are like starters. Mm, that's yeah. my whole point in a one QB league. Everyone gets one, you know, there's no strategy. You're just kind of picking. You're just like, even if you're pick 12, you can still get Derek Carr and he's going to put, get you over 20 points a game. So like, there's no, you're not thinking about QB at all with this. You're thinking about QB because it's like any of those 10 to 12 guys I'll take. Because if I'm getting a Derek Carr, that also means I'm getting a Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson. And now now the strategy is, well, who's my second guy? And everyone has to think about that second guy. It's yeah. like, congrats, you got Josh Allen. Cool, I have Derek Carr. And yeah, Josh Allen will probably be better. But guess what? I got Derek Carr and Justin Jefferson. And you have Josh Allen and like a C.D. Lamb. You know, it's there's... Yeah, I think it's, it's just it's different. It spreads those out. It spreads running backs and wide receivers out, which I think is the best part. And I think that does overshadow the making round one and two really dicey uh, whole problem. I think it, it nullifies that. So I am on the fence. I'm leaning back towards it. The more I mock draft, the better I am. I think it was just scary at first and change is terrifying. And I'm a smooth brained American, <laughs> so I don't like change. Um, it'll be fine. As you say, practice, practice, practice. It really is different than than the other stuff. Okay, the next the next uh, big rule change here is we're switching our waiver wire, um, how it's done to a FOB system. Um, and for those who don't know what that is, it's the free agency acquisition budget. So everyone's going to be assigned a dollar amount. Usually it's a hundred. I switched it to 200. Just, it really doesn't matter. Cause it, it, um, the, it, it kind of balances itself out based on whatever the budget is, but I just thought 200 sounded nicer. Um, and so we're going to all be assigned $200 at the start of the season. That is how much money you have for the entirety of it. And instead of usually we did reverse standings, um, would be the waiver order. So if you're in last place and you wanted a player, you would get first dibs at that player no matter what. But I think we saw last year and even the year before, it's eventually that can get kind of lopsided because, you know, Pablo lost a bunch in a row and then he was able to get first dibs at the waiver multiple weeks in a row. And then next thing you know, he's, you know, battling for second place, which is not a bad thing, but it's just not, I don't know. The auction budget makes everyone on the same level. Everyone has $200. If you, you know, the games happen and there's a free agent that you're like, oh, I want that. Um, I want that player. You go into the app. You submit a bid. It can be $0. You don't have to put a dollar amount. Um, And it's a blind bid, meaning, you know, say I wanted, uh, I don't know, Khalil Herbert is going to go off backup running back for the Bears. And I I really want him, so I put it in a bid for $15. No one else knows that I bid for him, what I bid for. Um, but Joey, you also want Khalil Herbert, and so you you put in $16. But I don't know that when the, uh, I think Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday is when the waivers go through, it is then revealed who bid for who and how much. 
and it will show that Joey bid $16. He was the highest bidder, so he's the one who gets Khalil Herbert. Um, if there's a tie, I believe it. I believe then it refers to reverse waiver or reverse reverse standing order, which makes sense. Um, but with a two hundred dollar budget, oh, that's another reason I put it up to two hundred. I was reading that you know the higher the number, the less chance there is usually of tying um, because there's more numbers to deal with. Sure. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. What do you think of that? I think it's a nice way to kind of. I honestly know nothing about it. I've never done it. Um, it seems cool. I don't know. It seems like if you really, really want a player, you can really, really get a player. But I don't know. I don't really know anything about it. Um, Does it make sense to you? Do you have questions? I mean, I, I would have to see an application. Like, honestly, once once we're, once we're doing it, I'm sure we'll all get it. I also have a horrible feeling I'm going to spend all my money really quickly because, and also people aren't really going to know. They're just going to be yeah. like, oh, fuck it. I'll throw $20 down. It's like, well, you can only do that 10 times in there's yes. 15 games. So I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. think it's cool. I, initially, it was weird about it, but whatever. We'll just see how people <laughs> do. I think, I think just think people are going to suck at it at first. Like, I don't think that's really. Yeah. Easy. I mean, the, the, the two big things are don't, Again, two hundred is your total budget. You d- you don't get more. It doesn't reset every week or anything. This is for the whole season, um, and so I think it, it does a couple things. One, it makes getting those really good, obvious top two or three free agents competitive, um, and then it also makes you really strategize. Like, do I really want this person? How much is this person worth to me? Etc. Um, so it's just another layer of competition. And I think it just also takes out the, the lopsidedness of what was reverse waiver order and, oh, you're in last place. You get first dibs and it's kind of like, eh, um, there is one way to get more fob money and that you are able to trade, um, like, you know, if you and I were trading players, we went through a trade you can also offer fob money so that it's in another trading. in trading. So that's another, another bargaining chip you have um, in trading, which I think is kind of fun. Um, I don't believe in the app. There's like a um, direct application for trading fob. Like I'm going to offer you Aaron Rodgers and, $50 of fob money. I think what it, it's going to have to be um, like, I'm going to offer you Aaron Rodgers and in writing, like, and $50 of fob money. And then if the trade goes through, then I, as the commissioner will go in, subtract 50 from you and add it to whoever you traded it to. No, it's not built in. I don't think it's built in. I could be wrong. The, the I looked at the settings before we started recording and I think it's still commissioner based, but again, you know, if, if it's, if you guys agree on the trade and like show a text, like they agreed to give me $30 of fob money, then I'll, I'll do that. Um, so yeah, that's fob. If, if people are still confused by it or have questions about it and, and also the super flex thing, um, let, let, let me know. Um, and I can do that. Um, okay. Last thing, unless you have something else about fob. No, honestly, I, again, I just want to see how it is. It yeah. seems I'm cool with it. All right. So the last thing, um, you know, we expand it. We're expanding to 12 teams um, because 
Really, it's because Chris Summers, who some of you may or may not know, has been begging to get into this league for like two or three years. <laughs> and he he was relentless. And I don't know, I was talking to Joey and Pablo and on, on set one day and they're like, just let him in. 12 can be competitive anyway. And I, it turns out I was doing some research. 12 does seem to actually be the the like standard fantasy league size. Um, yeah, I've I've honestly most of my leagues in the past have been twelve. Yeah, and and you know on top of the super flex adding the twelve, you know, you have to kind of dig deeper for finding diamonds in the rough, and not everyone has a stacked team. You know, it's it's a bit more interesting. So now that we have twelve, um, you know, we added Chris Summers and then our good friend Ian Cox. Um, I thought what we could do have it on my phone to kind of uh because not everyone knows each other and i'm very excited because uh we're gonna finally do an in-person draft on august 28th hopefully you know all of us can meet um but i thought what we could do is i'm gonna do manager awards and so uh as a kind of a way of like an icebreaker to kind of give just like a little two sentence bio about each uh member of this league so i'm just gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna read you these awards that i came up with you've you've already done this oh yeah i'm gonna read you the award and then you have to try to guess who i'm talking about in the league because you know everyone i'm pretty sure you know you'd be like a great kindergarten teacher because you're like (laughs) like, little projects and you're like jesus christ this is what i was talking to adam about at brunch by the way i am drinking right now um just to uh <clears throat> deal with the golden star we might get so. yeah i have a chubby unicorn that's not a euphemism oh um <laughs> just let's let's give out these awards i guess Wait, okay awards. We, we even, are these these are going to be applied during the season or no no it no it's not like that type of, it's like most likely to so-and-so or award oh, for fucking god yeah it's okay. like it's it's like describing them in a fun right. stupid way all right yeah go let's see all right first first person this goes to the not my qb award uh for someone who may or may not have a qb on their team that is in uh hot waters or shall we say hot hands um via <laughs> what the fuck are you masseuses perhaps the hot hands of this person has not talked about Am I supposed to guess these? Yeah, who who do you think that oh, is? Oh fuck. Uh, you mean like the player? No, no, like who who in um who in our league would be described as like the not my QB award? Like who would most likely get caught at a, a massage parlor? <laughs> is that what you're asking? Well, actually that that actually does sound dirty. That's awful. We can't do that. No, I was more thinking of like this person is a fan of this team who has <laughs> Who has a QB in hot water? Do you not know who? Deshaun. Oh, Grant. Grant. Yes. Yeah, this is okay, Mister Grant Wheeler. Deshaun Watson, of course. <laughs> yes, but yeah. I forgot he was at the this, Browns. Anyway, he yeah, is for right. better or for worse um, the fan of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I know. And every time yeah. I bring it up, he just doesn't talk about it. <laughs> He's like, "Well, uh, I wouldn't either." You know, uh, but no. But Grant's a great guy. He's he's a grip on Chicago Med. Uh, he looks like his, I think his other nickname is sunshine. 
because he kind of looks like because, Sunshine no, and yeah. Remember the Titans. <laughs> he is also the bright. He's a bright person. I love him. Grant, I love you so very much. Yeah, sorry I had to bring Deshaun also, Watson into also this. Also, you should if you uh, if you win again, I'm going to buy you a Jacoby Brissett jersey. So. Um, <laughs> So you can really love it. Oh yeah, that's true. I should have led with that. He he was he is um the, the our fantasy football league, we usually leave out the big daddy part, but it's Big Daddy and the Burly Boys. Big Daddy being last season's winner. Mm. Um, so he's the that, big daddy this year. That is Grant Wheeland right now. Yes. Um yeah. very nice. So you must all call him Big Daddy. You're, yeah. you're legally required to call him Big Daddy. Yep. Um and and the year before is Brett. And who won? Who won the first? Uh, you have the trophy. Yeah. No, I don't. Grant does. Why am I blanking? Fuck, I don't remember either. <laughs> That's not good. I'm like, it wasn't Donnie immediately. <laughs> no, Donnie was the first loser. Anyway, I think it was, was Brett it pa- or Grant. It was or Brett Pablo. It was no. Pablo? I don't fucking know. Who cares? Let's keep going. We'll find out later. All, All right, right. Next, next, next award. One. Uh, this is the this one's not as clever as that one. F- the Fair Weather Fan Award. Um, this person has allegiances to numerous teams across the country in a variety of different sports, none of which are connected or have any reason behind. And I and I'm always confused <laughs> as to why. Uh, uh, I really don't know. This one is this one is Chris Summers. Oh, yeah, uh, because he I'm pretty sure he's from here, but he's an Indianapolis Colts fan, a Phoenix Suns fan. And I think forget- he just likes colors and stickers. He just yeah, likes but different colors and all over. But then he gets the fair weather fan because the Phoenix Suns got knocked out of the playoffs too early. They were they're supposed to be really good. And I walk into work on Justified and he's wearing a Golden State jersey. And I'm like. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you, you got to cheer for Golden State. I mean, no. Yeah, but why would you own a jersey? You can cheer for them, but he owns a jersey. And he's a Phoenix Suns fan. Because he knows. You know what, Chris? I respect that because you know when to hang it up. You're like, I'm going to put my, I'm done. I'm putting my team away and I'm going to cheer for this team because that's why we fucking watch sports. It's just to cheer for a team. Yeah, you may be a little fair weather, but who gives a fuck? You're having fun. So, Chris, I, yeah, you get this award. I think you probably deserve it, but I respect what you've done. Fair enough. Um, okay, next award. Uh, oh, I guess we should say other nice things really quick about Chris is a very great guy. He's a he's in the camera union, um, and uh, yeah, I've known him for many years. Nice guy, very eccentric, terrible at fantasy football. That's why he's in the league. <laughs> TBD. We'll see. I've been talking to the man. He's got. We're gonna have a good draft. I think he's gonna do well. All right, next award. This is the Harry Stamper Self-Sacrifice Award. Harry Stamper? You know who Harry Stamper is? No. Um, he's from the um, 1999 masterpiece directed by Michael Bay, Armageddon. Played by oh, Bruce, played oh, by Bruce he, Willis. He, 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 <laughs> I, yeah, he kills him, you know, shoves Ben Affleck back. He's on that comet. You know, protecting Earth. He doesn't want to close his eyes. He doesn't want to fall asleep. He'll you know, he was flying high. I'm just, I'm trying to give you some more hints. He was flying high, and then he was doing, you know, drilling like a mother, and he was doing super well, and then suddenly it all blew up. 
Was it Brett? It is Brett. Hey. <laughs> uh, Don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I want to fall asleep because I miss you, Brett. Uh, this, this is obviously in reference to the fact that last season, Brett started, what, 7-0, and I think? Yeah, he, he undefeated, steamrolling, and then <laughs> proceeded to lose eight in a row. I yeah. think, I mean, it was like an apex mountain. I mean, it was, I almost called this the Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger award where, cause he just falls off a mountain, but, uh, he doesn't fall off the mountain. He lets I know, the I've, woman fall off the mountain in the beginning. Oh, that's funny. I've never and, seen it. <laughs> you ever seen cliffhanger? No. Watch it once and then never watch it again. It's, it's not that great. Sounds like a Sunday morning hangover movie. Anyway, Brett... in it too. <laughs> um, plays the good guy, bad guy in it. It's great. Sorry, that's a that's a twist. Sorry, my bad. Doing cliffhanger for anybody <laughs> who'd never seen cliffhanger before. That's a thirty-year-old, maybe forty-year-old spoiler. Yep, I think we're past the uh, statute of limitations on the cliffhanger plot. Um, Brett also he's in the DGA, assistant director at Chicago Med. Also a golf buddy, good guy. Lives up all the way in Gurney. Yeah, near yeah, Gurney. Near Gurney. Lovely house, way too far away. Um, Love it. All right, this one should be pretty easy for you. Uh, <clears throat> the late to his own funeral award. Pat Dooley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, uh, obviously, this is in jest, kind of. Pat Dooley also, camera union, works on med, other things. Handsome uh, motherfucker in the group. He, yes. Known to wear fancy suits every Friday, best dress. Uh, but is late to everything. No, not and everything. is always in a huff and a puff, like rushing in. Because <laughs> he's a busy man. He's got shit to do. Oh, okay. getting things done. Um, also eats more than anyone I know, and somehow isn't a five hundred pound tub of lard. Um, I almost called this like the snacks award or something because that's his other nickname. But Pat Dooley. Uh, also, we'll be getting married the weekend after our draft. So oh, that's going to be great. It's mm-hmm. going to be quite a, quite a time. All right. Next one. This is uh, the the Cy Young Award. Do you know what that is? It's no. baseball. It's the best pitcher in baseball. So the Cy Young Award for most likely to mix up a home run with a touchdown. <laughs> uh Zavian? No, 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 no. Ian knows his sports. I know, I know. No, this is this is uh or do you want to get another guess or no John Mike? No, not John Mike. Close. Well not really. (laughs) Josh? It is Josh. Because he doesn't care two licks about football. I'm honestly surprised he even likes doing this league. I, I don't know. I think maybe he likes it more than you think. I think so too. But I mean, he, you don't do fantasy football three years in a row and not like football. That's true. Opinion. But I don't think he watches a single second of it. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> here's a question for you. I mean, you can, if you really, if anybody fucking listens to this, do you watch football? Well, honestly, you can, you can at me. I want to know if you actually watch football. And if you do watch football, what team do you like? Who's your dudes? Are you a Bears fan? God forbid. If you're not, you can always come up to Green Bay. And watch a great team play great football and no, drink good beer. No, he's from Chicago. Our mom would kill him. I'm from Chicago. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but our mom's a big bear fan. Um, 
I'm sorry. I also gave him that because I I don't know if he still owns it, but he used to have a T-shirt of a baseball player swinging a bat, and it said "touchdown" underneath <laughs> it, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, and uh, for those that don't know, although probably most everyone knows everyone this, does. Josh is my brother, so that's fun. Some brotherly competition. All right, next award. This is the Stockholm Syndrome Award. This one's a little dark. What? Stockholm. <laughs> yeah, I know it's I know Stockholm Syndrome, but uh okay, I'm looking literally at the list of everybody who's in the fucking uh Is it me? No. <laughs> That's funny though. No, this one goes to our very handsome friend from down south. Oh, John Mr. Mike. John Mike. Uh-huh. Uh and I gave this to him because Why? because John Mike is from Florida, was raised in Florida. And he and his lovely wife, Ashley, moved up to Chicago um, at probably the worst time because that's when COVID hit and then moved back to Florida. And I'm like, you moved back to Florida, dude. That's that's some Stockholm syndrome. That's like uh, you went back into Mordor hellfire. (laughs) Well, the drugs are cheaper there, so I'd live in Florida. That's true. I was the first... The first time I was ever offered cocaine was in Florida. A very good time. Yes, the guy. I was actually with John Mike's wife. She wasn't his wife at the time, but <laughs> his wife on not me. not like that. I was Boy, <laughs> I was with Nicole. all on this, but this is a whole podcast about everyone's life. Uh, I was with Nicole and Ashley at a bar called. Oh man, what was that place called? They even the had a creepy name. It wasn't the group or was corners? It? It's called corners, and That's uh, not creepy. It's just you walk creepy. into the back, and it's just like a bunch of like six year old men hitting on like clearly not twenty one year old girls. Mm. And Ashley and Nicole went to the bathroom, and their fr- they had like a friend whose name was Neighbor, <laughs> and he he leans over to me, and he's just like, "Hey, you want to party like South Florida?" Is that and because like, do they call him Neighbor because he has a record, and if he says his real name, they'll fucking arrest him? I think he was it? just sincerely someone's neighbor. Oh, so they just call him neighbor. <laughs> hey neighbor. Uh but uh yeah, he he's like, Hey, you want to party like South Florida? And I was like I was all innocent at that time. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, Do you want to go do cocaine in the bathroom? I was like, Oh no, thank you. <laughs> but that's Florida have... for you. That's why you move there for those yeah. interactions. Any uh, alligators. John Mike is not in the film industry. A rare, a rarity, um, but a uh, very good guy. Good golfer, has a kid, um, full dad mode, and he works on. I don't know what he does. It's some kind of programmer, networky coding thing. Doesn't he but, do DevOps? He's a DevOps guy, right? Sure, I don't know. He explained it to me once, and I, I, I don't even remember. He also has many pairs of Crocs, which I have worn. Uh, his camo crocs very comfortable he's a croc man he's very handsome has a very nice luscious beard um hopefully you know stop jerking him off (laughs) he he lives in florida but hopefully you guys get to meet him because he's a he's a wonderful individual all right next award this one's just called to the moon the to the moon award to the moon In reference to certain things. No. Pablo? 
No, although I could see how you get this. It, um, oh, Mike Graham. It's definitely Mike Graham. Hey, two in a row. Because if there's anyone who uh, is... Sorry. He's our crypto man. Yeah, he's our crypto man, and he's our GameStop stock uh, watcher. Oh, does he still own GameStop stock? That's he's going to get so mad at me. Mike Graham, do you stuff. still own GameStop stock? It's <laughs> a great question. It's still up there. It's still in the hundreds. It's not. Is it? Oh, yeah. It never crashed. Uh, yeah, so he gets that title. And then he also, I also, it was maybe some double entendre for the fact that he's high a lot, you know, like to the moon. You're high. Ah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Mike Graham in the industry, video play assist guy. Also, uh, last year's loser. Um, and we are still waiting on the nudie koozies um, for Ian and Chris, if you're listening. That was the punishment last year. You have to recreate a ESPN body issue, uh, tastefully nude, and uh, make a beer tasteful. koozie out of it and hand it out to the league. Can't wait to come see what he comes up with. I, uh, I was so <laughs> close. It was so close to being me. So, Mike Graham, thank you for uh, the lovely poop bowl fight we had last season. Um, I don't think I could ever recreate the... Um, anxiety that i was feeling in that like week leading up to that game about losing. <laughs> it was i said really early on that like i knew i was going to be there i was like fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna be fighting for the last spot i don't care i don't care if i lose but deep down inside i was terrified so <laughs> mike thanks thanks for losing i really appreciate it God, i'll never forget so that that was a good that was a good battle and also you know Pat Dooley because he wasn't setting his lineup for like three or four weeks kind of also threw a wrench in there. I really thought it was going to be between Pat and Pat and Mike, but Pat Dooley had decided a good team, to wake up. Yeah, well, he wasn't setting up <laughs> lineups. Um, yeah, but he's still. I mean, he. Yeah, I don't think he was ever destined for it. I I am drawn to the bottom, so uh, <laughs> I have maybe not this year. Maybe. I, well, I'm probably going to draft last because I always draft last because no. you pay you pay off Bears players to uh, pick your draft. That was player. one year. Last yep. year was random. Doesn't matter. Still, it would have been one year in a row if you hadn't. Well, fucking... this year this year is based more on skill. So, oh, okay. You'll see. I'm going to announce that later. How we're determining draft order. All right. Uh, next one isn't really award. I just I just labeled it Master Kush. <laughs> Well, because he doesn't, that's his only title. I mean, he doesn't need an award or anything because he's just Master Kush. Yeah. Who are we that's, talking about? That's Pablo Gambetta. That is definitely Pablo. Also an assistant director. The reason, uh, hopefully he should wear the Master Kush hat to draft day. I think he's, he's obligated there. to. Yeah. Although he might be filming Justified in Miami, but we'll see. Uh, Whatever. Uh, if he is there, he should wear it. I found... You know, we golf with Pablo and he smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> and I found a, a hat that looks like a PGA hat and it just says Master Kush on it with a marijuana leaf on it. And it's pretty dope. It's great. He's Master Kush. He's Master Kush. He decides a lot of things, mainly that we always have to hit our driver no matter Even what. Even on the green, you have to use mm-hmm. the driver. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. Uh, Person most likely to choke on potato salad. That's me. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm William Joseph Richardson IV. If you don't know me, which I'm sure you all do, because I literally know all of you. Um, there was one time where I was drinking Everclear on the front porch of our friend's house up in beautiful Green Bay, Wisconsin, the home of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I was drinking Everclear and Moon, oh, what was it, apple pie, eating a delicious home-cooked meal. Um, and I took a large bite of potato salad, started choking on it. Luckily, my friend Justin, who's uh, one of the most lovely human beings in the world, in the world, also a rabid Green Bay Packers fan, uh, assisted me with the old Heimlich maneuver, uh, saving my life for not the first but the second time. Uh, first time, <laughs> I'll explain that one later. But uh, anyway, uh, I guess I deserve that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm alive. I could have gone a lot of directions here. Because I know you very well. No, I'm a, I'm a Renaissance man. I'm, I'm, you know, man of culture. So it could have gone with like, uh, like a, a Walder Frey, Red Wedding reference because you betrayed your birth city of Chicago and became a Packers fan. Yeah, well, you guys deserve um, it. So and so yeah, so did the Starks. So fuck them. I could have uh, had a reference to I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. Was, um. But I decided to go with the potato salad because it's funny. I appreciate it. But you're also just upset that uh, the Bears suck and the Packers are good. So, And it's just going to be that way for a long time. So. Yeah, well, Justin Fields forever, baby. Okay, next award. Uh, person most likely to star in Interview with a Vampire 2. <laughs> the fuck is this shit? <laughs> oh, you're talking about uh, Joe Tolitano. I definitely am. Forever young. Yeah, forever young. He's so handsome. He just has the best skin. It's because he rubs himself <laughs> in olive oil every night. And uh, gosh, he's handsome. I mean, I don't want to bring up his age, but I think he's well into his... I mean, he's got to be at least 30. No, he's definitely over 30. No, he... he's. I think he's only 30 years old. I think he lies about it. I think he had he kids looks, when he was he 10. He looks like it. And uh, yeah, he looks great. He's yeah. Not. I mean, he could star right next to Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think he could fly an airplane. Yeah. Joe, um, can you can you fly an airplane? Please let me know if you can. <laughs> Joe yeah. T is a camera operator, a good friend. I think he said that he will be coming to the draft, so that will be fun. Oh, I'm gonna get um, fucked up. He's gonna be hungover on Monday when he goes to work. <laughs> Joe, we're gonna get drunk. I'll drive you home. I'll pay for you. I don't give a shit. Let's go. He also already renamed his team Never Pull Out. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I was like delightful. wow just delightful <laughs> never pull it made never me think out. of the the gif um from uh what's that tim allen uh, galaxy quest where he's like <laughs> never pull out never, never pull out never yeah, surrender that's, that's the line right that's what he said <laughs> you know when he's they're fucking but, all the aliens he's like, maybe that should be your icon your your avatar joti is tim allen from galaxy quest <laughs> never pull out never without surrender. pants on yeah <laughs> jesus christ uh, all right, there's two more. Yeah, uh, I can only I can only guess. Yeah, well, we'll save the best for last. Uh, most this is for the person most likely to kiss his kid on the lips. That's Ian Cox. <laughs> that is Ian Cox because he is a fan of the New England Patriots. You know, star quarterback used to be the old kid kisser Tom Brady himself. Yeah, born and raised outside of Boston, not in the industry, is currently in school to become a teacher, which he will be perfect at because he used to be a uh, 
a tour bus guide. And let me tell you, if you want to know any bit of information about Chicago or trivia or anything like that, Ian Cox is your guy. He will. He's like a coffee table book of, of knowledge. That's a horrible way to describe. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a he, uh, yes, he's a big time Brady fan. And if you guys don't understand this reference, just go on YouTube and search Tom Brady kisses kid. Well, kisses maybe kid maybe don't. That's all you really need to know. If you well, want to find out more. You can Google the video of him kiss having his kid kiss him on the mouth while lying on a massage table naked. Which um, brings us right back to Deshaun Watson. What a way to round this out, you know. Yeah, there Just you go. we started with Deshaun and ended with Deshaun. So. Uh, and then I guess there's there's me. The award go is of course you know best commissioner ever. Of oh really? Football. That's the award you're giving yourself? Yes. Not fuckface or. or... Weird do you have marriage. a better one? Because I don't think you do. No, all I have is fuckface, and that's not. I might. <laughs> it's crass, but I'm, that's what I'm gonna stick with. So, okay, that's all I have. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you, Joey, for being the first guest. Probably won't be the last. Uh, so yeah. So thanks for coming on and uh, indulging me in my stupid awards. <laughs> it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, I've I've actually enjoyed this more than I thought it would. Um. I wonder who coming next. Whoever, whoever's in next, you're gonna love this seat. Talking about literally the smallest microcosm of football ever, but it is still quite fun. So, hey, you know what? This podcast could could shoot to the moon. You know what I mean? We could get a hundred thousand listeners. We don't know. We could to literally follow our our fantasy football league. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the dream, baby. We'll do this every day, make no money, but we could. All right. Oh, wait, I, I have a question what? for you. Uh-huh. And this is I think this is maybe something that you should work in. You know, I want I want a prediction cuz it's there's no you got to make predictions about the season. I love making predictions about the seasons. Um, Are you saying you, like who's going to win? Well, we could do that or you could do I mean, I was going to pose two questions, you can pick one of them. I want you to either pick your favorite team's one loss record and how far they think they're going to go, or you can just shoot for the moon and pick who you, who do you think is going to the old SB this year? What do oh, you you're think? talking about actual football teams, not our team. No, our no, no. teams. No, I no, our teams you never fucking know. I don't it's it's all draft, it's all that whatever. I'm yeah, saying I was going to say I'm going to save I do want to do a power rankings Sure. Episode, sure. but we need a draft first. Obviously. I would say, as a as a football fan, I want I want to hear your prediction for the Chicago Bears and who's going to win the Super Bowl. Let's see the Chicago Bears. I think if if they win seven games, that would be a great season for them. Okay, uh, because hopefully that means Justin Fields took a step forward. I expect them to get dead last in the division. Yes, even behind the Lions. Uh, seven wins would be great. I'm thinking probably five, maybe six. Okay. Top. Uh, six um, to 12, or what is it, 17 games? Yeah, yeah it's 17 games. Seven. And then my pick to win the Super Bowl, I, it's probably going to be the Bills. I mean, they're they're the number one favorite, but my heart is with the Chargers. Because I've had Justin Herbert on my team the past two years, and now Khalil Mack is over in in L.A. The Bears traded him. And so I just think the Chargers are fun. But they're also in a really tough division with the Chiefs, Raiders, and 
Broncos. Sure. So it's going to okay. be a bloodbath. I think those are great answers. I think you should ask your guests that question and see what they say. Because honestly, a nice little segue out. Well, then what's yours? What's yours? I'll be real fast. I think the Packers are going to go 15 and 2 <laughs> next year. Uh, I think they're going to lose to um, the Rams. And I think they will lose to the Vikings once. That's it. And I think they're going to beat all of the teams. And then I think they're going to stomp their way to the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to have a really, really hard NFC Championship game against, I don't know, God only knows. And then uh, uh, winning the Super Bowl. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. All right. All right. All right. right, Well, thank you again. And I'm going to wrap this up now. All right. Delightful. All right, folks. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this first episode. Thank you again to Joey for coming on. And as I said at the opening, hopefully I can get the rest of you guys on. Uh, I don't know when the next episode will be exactly. I'll probably do one more pre-draft episode if I have some time. Um, But otherwise, August 28th in Joey's backyard. I'll be sending out a formal invitation with all the details Um, but that's going to be our draft day. Hopefully everyone can show up. And if not, uh, you'll be naming a champion because uh, we're going to have a fun way of choosing the draft order. Um, So anyway, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.